have you um do you know the film Children of Men? Have you seen mm. Children of Men? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. in that film it's kind of like the end of the world, no babies are being born, there's no mm. future. Mm. And uh there's a scene in it um where all the arts from around the world, like you know, I think Guernica's there, Picasso's Guernica, mm -hmm. uh there's um uh yeah uh, Michelangelo's David and all housed in I think it's the uh power station in Battersea Power Station or yeah, yeah. it's all placed yeah. in there in different mm. plate yeah, different yeah, I think someone's living there. It's like someone's massive house. And um I think it was a, I think it was a programme about Zizek talking about this actually. Um mm. I'm subconsciously stealing it, but um <laughs> it, they it, they have no they've lost some of their worth. These amazing pictures, because there's no, there's no. Who are they for? Just this one guy who's collecting them. That uh, humanity's going to die out. There's, there's no. That they're useless. I think um, Oscar Wilde says says something like that. Uh, art is entirely useless. Mm. It has no real, you know, uh, utility, and you know, doesn't really make sense. It's just yeah. something that's that's, that, that's apart from from use. Isn't yes. It? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's a that's a raging debate, isn't it? In in um, amongst kind of um, amongst philosophers of aesthetics and so on, mm. whether anything, you know, whether beauty has a kind of platonic sense, where there are there are innate um, there is innate beauty. So um, something can have a, have have something can be beautiful because it is essentially beautiful because that's part of its part of its ontology, part of its being, mm. um, or whether beauty is literally in the eyes of the beholder and it just depends on your culture what you and we see this for example in in uh, and you know this is this is a dreadful thing but i'm using it as an example we see this in in um in certainly the western histories um evaluation of what constitutes feminine beauty mm. um and you see, uh, you know talking about this uh, uh, with some students earlier, and you see this kind of this this um if you look at the paintings of women throughout different periods mm. um Differ, you know, they differ, and the fashions are differ quite radically. Mm. And you look at some stuff, and and you say, well, by modern standards, this this, poor, this woman would be considered obese because she's a bit curvy mm. and she's a bit kind of voluptuous and she's got you know she's got biggish hips. Um, but that was the standard of beauty for a long time. Um, and then we kind of hit, for example, the sixties when you start getting this whole kind of twiggy idea with the kind of the very skinny, mm. emaciated sort of model, um, which which lasted for a long time uh, and put. A lot of women under an awful lot of pressure mm. to emulate that that particular you know, body figure, which is no, no good for everyone. Um, now we're getting a kind of a bit of a turn a turn away, from, not not completely, but there's a turn away from that now, where uh, people are recognising that all sorts of different sizes and and, and, and shapes uh, of, of 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 women um, are are beautiful. Um, and uh, you know the fashion houses are starting to kind of create stuff which which appeals to everybody, rather than to force people, rather than to force women to okay, you've all got to get into a size ten. Mm. Uh, whether you like it or not. Mm. Um, now it's a case of, well, now we have to make sure that we are producing fashion for everybody rather than trying to say this is the, that this is really the only, the only game in town. Um, yeah, I've very much a, simplized it, you know, simplified that. Yeah, it, there is a kind of, yeah, you feel, feel a little bit like a backlash as well, can't you, against mm -hmm. that kind of, um, uh, you know, the, uh, uh, what do you call it, yeah, social media it lasts mm. 10 years or whatever and the people doing like pouty lips and uh, uh, and yeah, body yeah. augmentation and, and stuff yeah. like that and yeah. uh, and posters being and there was that that classic that that was that classic poster uh, advertising poster that went up i can't remember who the company was that did it um, well, they got they got seriously kind of uh, uh, lambasted for this one um and it was the um you know are you uh, are you um 
are you beach ready? So are you beach ready or are you bikini? Are you beach ready? And they had this kind of traditional sort of, you know, not, uh, sort of, you know, uh, female model. Mm. Um, um, kind of, you know, obviously kind of, you know, very, very slim, very skinny, um, wearing this bikini. It's kind of, you know, this, and, and the, the message is, this is the standard. Are you, ready, are you doing this? And if you're not, uh, then we really don't want you on the beach. You shouldn't really be on the beach mm. if you look like this, mm. if you don't look like this. Um, awful message to get across. And, you know, and we know this has encouraged all sorts of eating disorders. It's encouraged kind of mental health issues. Mm. Um, to be told that, you know, you're, somehow, that it, somehow that there is a stand. Um, some, and the thing is, what they do is they... they, 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 they <sighs> And this is the horror of it all, really. Uh, that these 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 uh, marketing kind of campaigns, um, although they are quite obviously to anybody who's done a little bit of thinking about this, uh, they're quite obviously culturally determined mm. uh, and commercially determined, um, and will change again. Mm. They market them as if they are kind of platonic forms. So this is the platonic form of beauty. It's essential. It's built into the universe. Yeah. This is the way it is. If you are not here, you are in rebellion to the universe. You are not as you should be, mm-hmm. and because there is no other option to this. So they feed this to people as if you know this is the thing, and because it's a great way to sell products. Mm. You know, well, that's the you great. Say, you're, you're not right. That's the great like, <laughs> um, individualism, isn't it? That's that's mm. that's the really. You know, if I do this and do that, I'll be I'll be perfect, and and uh, yeah. you know it, it, the constant kind of um, uh, looking for uh, ways to be a better person, or yeah, you know, yes. why do I feel bad and all this kind of stuff? I, yeah. I, I must I must uh, reach this point. When I get to it, everything will be fine, everything which be is fine, a yeah, complete. There's always, there's always something else. Nonsense. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's always somewhere else you can go. I mean, that's one of the. I mean, I think that's probably, um, you know, that's where the, where the existentialists, I think, are, are valuable in that regard because they say, as long with everything else that, that they're supposed to provide me, this is absurd. Mm. I mean, Camus, for example, talks about the absurdity of existence. He said, "This is just this is absurd." You know, to to to, to act as if the, as if these kind of transitory um, consensus opinions that we've just established just because we want to sell something or just because it's, it, it gives us something to hang our hat on and, and give us a foundation that we can stand on, the illusion that there's meaning uh, to, to really kind of you know lash, latch yourself onto it is is absurd and and he says you know this is the problem with the human condition um and i think he's probably right here um i'm not sure why um uh, but he says you know phenomenologically you look at it, human beings do want a sense of meaning they want they want to feel that things make sense mm. You know, they want the kind of Sartre and sort of idea of, of the of the linear film. We've got a beginning and a middle and an end. We're part of a story. Mm. We have our place. We have our script. Uh, uh, and there's a destiny. There's a final kind of end point. We we kind of like we kind of like that. Um, that gives us a sense of meaning. So so Camus says we we you know we desire the sense of meaning, and yet there is no meaning. Um, but we still look for it. So even though there is no meaning, and we probably realise there's no meaning, we will still look for it. Mm. So we're torn in these two directions. There's no meaning, but we're programmed to look for it. There's no meaning, yeah. uh, but we'll spend our time searching for it. And he uses some um, Sisyphus, mm. the myth of Sisyphus, as an, as an example of this. Um, and he says, you know, this is it. The Sisyphus is the prime example um, of, the, of, the hum- of the paradox of the human condition mm. that we know that we're never going to get this rock to the top of the hill because we've pushed it time and time again. Um, and yet we keep pushing it. Mm. You know, We'll push it and we'll push it, we'll push it, just get to a particular point and then it'll roll down, it will crush us, we'll be lying at the bottom of a heap. Um, and then rather than just saying, oh, sod this, I'm just going to lie here now. Um, you know, let's just, just, let's just, just remove ourselves from, from existence. Let's stop playing the game. Mm. Which, he says, is, is an option 
that's an option. Um, you can remove yourself from the game. And a lot of existentialists say that's the ultimate choice you make. Um, but Camus says, no, we don't do that. Um, in the face, in the face of of this this absurdity, in the face of even you know knowing we're never going to get anywhere, we start the journey again, um, and we push the rock. And and in some way, I know it's very glib, and and I'm 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 simplifying Camus, um, but you know it's 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 the pushing of the rock. Mm. Um, it's 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 the journey, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it's never. I mean, it's a journey in the sense you know you just you're just. Keeping, do- you're doing stuff. You're doing what you you can do in the world. Mm. It's not that there's an end point. You don't arrive. You never arrive. Um, in the kind of Hegelian sense, you know, Hegel says there's an end point. We're going to arrive. There's a teleology. Christianity says there's a teleology. We're going to end up. And all the idealists say we're ending up in a in mm. a point. Um, Camus says no, there is no point. Um, if you're going to look for a point at all mm. um, uh, in pointlessness, it, it's it's um, in just doing what is available to you at the time and doing it with 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 kind of lust and passion. Mm. You know, uh, uh, you know, rage against the dying of the light, mm-hmm. and that kind of Dylan Thomas. Yeah, okay, it, it's all, it's all going to fall apart. Um, but don't just accept that. Yeah. You know, just because that's going to happen, revel in it. Mm. Revel, and, and it's that Blade Runner thing. You know, revel in your time, mm. uh, 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 Roy. You know, you've uh, the, the candle that burns. Was it twice as uh, twice as bright? Burns uh, burns half as half as long mm. when he goes back to his, his creator, and he says, "You have burnt oh so bright." Well, you know, revel in. He says, "Revel in your time. Mm-hmm. Revel in your time." That's what we've got. Uh, I think that's kind of Camus' Camus' view on this. Well, that's actually, that um, sounds really you know, positive. Well, it is, isn't it? I mean, it's you know, it's it's. I think it is. Mm. Um, you're not looking. I mean, you know, you're not looking to justify yourself or validate your existence mm. according to some some timetable. And this is this is Nietzsche, isn't it? Mm. You're not trying to validate yourself in in terms of some some timetable or some sort of celestial plan. It's kind of um, we're here, we're now. Um, we've got the phenomena of the world around us. Let's let's just let's just you know, let's just party. I mean, let's just enjoy it. Mm. Uh, and get the most out of it while while we can. Um, yeah. Um, Woody, Woody Allen, why not like that? Now, um, <laughs> now I, I I think one of the greatest metaphors um, uh, in you know pop culture I keep I keep returning to when I think about it is um, mm. the Starship Enterprise, mm. and and I tend to think it's been a while since it's been a while since we've got a bit of Star yeah. Trek, in, isn't it? Really? This is this is very uh, broad, but okay, um, I yeah. often think about this. It's like uh, setting up, you, you're setting up yourself for your life. Yeah, the Starship mm. Enterprise is like you're zooming through space. Mm. Um, so you're zooming through space. You don't know what's going to come. You know, well, yeah, because it is literally like that's there's, there's um, you know, it's everything is new. And that that is like life. It's like, mm. so it's, it's a magnificent, um, I think, metaphor for that. I think it's, it could be like a metaphor as well for like countries and things like that. But you're zooming into the into the in into the future. Mm. So you have to prepare your ship, isn't it? And mm. I think it's like buying a house or something like that, and mm. and being mm. being ready for everything that comes. Have you got you know everything? What you yeah, all the people you need uh, yes. can be like all, all the information you need for for the, being prepared for the future. And mm. and I again I see that as a you know it's like a, a positive thing. You could see it as a like a negative thing, couldn't you? Oh my God! Yeah, you could. What's going to What's yeah. going to be next? The Borg. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're coming for us anyway, so we might as well just blow the ship up. Yeah. yeah. But I like. I've always yeah. liked that idea. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's been. I mean, I remember reading something which suggested that um, um, the 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 the, you know, the Enterprise, the the, the the main crew, um, bridge crew, 
uh, represented the kind of the human psyche mm. because you've got kind of you know, you've got Spock who's the kind of enlightenment kind of rationalist mm. um, not trusting emotions and so on and then you've got McCoy who is all kind of you know emotion yeah. and passion and you know shouting about the cynicism other. and then a little bit yeah, yeah, and a little cynicism, and then you've got, and then you've got Kirk, who's the kind of is 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 the kind of, um, so you've got you know you've got Kirk, who is supposed to be the kind of the mediator, kind of holds them both together. He's a bit of one, mm. and he's a bit of the other, um, and um, yeah, so they're 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 a consciousness. Mm. Um, they're, the three of them represent a kind of consciousness between themselves. I, I think um, you could go even further. You know, things like, you know, how how well furnished is, is the place you're living in. You know, yeah, uh, yeah how well yeah. defended it is, is it. Mm, and yes. yeah, you know, uh, it's it's a great uh, metaphor. I think you can, you can return yeah. to a lot. I was um, I, I, it's we, we're doing a little bit of DIY. I'm not a big DIY fan. Me neither. You know, I can I can I can bang a nail in the wall and so on. Um, and I'm one of these people who just think, well, if, if it's out of sight, it's out of mind. Mm. Slap some paint on it, <laughs> cover it all mm. up. That's fine. Mm. Uh, whereas my partner is more like, you know, you've got to do the prep, and she and she's right, yeah. um, because you know it'll last better and look better. Mm. But I just I can't be asked for the prep, you know. <laughs> I'm just not good at. It. But any but I, while I was while we were doing some stuff, I found myself thinking, you know, how many people have you know how many people have lived in this house mm. before me, and this was this was their home with all their things in it. Mm. Uh, and they lived their lives, and they had their their discussions, and their arguments, and they laughed and they cried, and they had all that kind of stuff. Uh, and this is my place now, uh, uh, and it's very much my place. It's got all my stuff in it. I mean, in, in the room I'm looking around, it's loads of loads of my stuff in in the study here. Uh, and um, you know, I inhabit this this place now. I'm not going to be here forever. One day we'll probably move. You know, it's, it's, it's traditional with 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 our tribes. Mm -hmm. You know, we tend to kind of move to 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 to, 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 to you know, smaller lodgings when uh, as we get older. Mm -hmm. um, um, but I think you know, if we're if we're going to move out of here sooner or later, um, and somebody else is going to be living here, I mean, you could argue why why bother, <laughs> you know, doing anything in it. You know, it's, yeah. it's, you're going to move out. It's going to fall down eventually. Somebody's going to bulldoze it and build, you know, build, build, you know, luxury apartments or or, or, or a supermarket or something. Um, I think if you start thinking like that about everything you do, you'll never, you'd never do anything, would you? you, mm. you if, if you just started thinking, well, everything's got its got a kind of an end point. Yeah. And I'm and I'm bad at this. I mean, I'm I'm always trying to. I'm always predicting the worst. I, I've got that kind of glass half empty sort of thing. Oh, you know, um, this is all going to go wrong sooner or later this is going to go wrong at the end of it so you know kind of why bother um uh i mean i do I, and my family kind of you know have been very good for me in that in that regard um but if you if you think that it's you know at all levels or oh, i had a job interview it didn't go well i'm not going to bother it be interviewing for, for these sorts of jobs anymore you know or I, I i you know i met this this person uh and you know i chatted them up a bit and it didn't work or or we broke up so i'm never going to have a relationship again mm. um i ate this once in this restaurant it was it, I didn't like it. We're never going. Um, you could just shut down mm. all of your life and just say, "Well, what, what's the point of doing these things?" Yeah. Um, it's like that. Um, so, I said before, isn't it? Um, it's that uh, Indian guru. Um, I can't remember his name. Is it Sad Guru? Something like that. Saying that um, the the mind is basically two things. It's uh, amazing imagination. It's a capacity mm. for for imagining uh, what's going to happen. Because um, it's linked with the past, so you've collected information mm. in the past. You've got uh, like data banks of inf uh, data uh, banks of information, and you've got this uh, amazing imagine, uh, imagination that can take you anywhere. So you decide to think of the most negative thing that's going to happen. Yeah. You just decide yeah. that. But why not? Yes. Why not decide the most right. positive thing? 
because mm. anything can yeah. happen. Yes. But we go yeah. for the negative yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we don't, you know, we don't, we don't want to give ourselves a, the potential for disappointment, I guess. Mm. <laughs> but, but it, you could know, be it, it just means you just live... Yeah, it just means you just live in misery all the time. Yeah, it's a, like uh, a decision, isn't it? But I think on top reason. of that, it's you know you've you've got your because people say oh, I think positive, but obviously always uh, sorry as well. Your body, mm. you could be tired. Being mm. tired mm. makes you negative, doesn't it? it makes you. Mm, it does. But yeah, I try and do, to, to to be more like that. I try to think that. I think it's a good way to um, when I get insomnia. I try to think that. I try to mm. separate my 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 thinking into it. What is imagination and what is memory? And, yes. Uh, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. That is. That's. That, I think that's a really, really strong point. Mm. Um, there was something that, that came to mind while you were while you were saying that, but I can't remember what it was. So, so I'll, I'll, it will come I'll back. Move on. It will not. Go- it'll probably. It'll probably. It'll probably float back to to the surface. Mm. Um, yeah, I think that's. I think that's 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 all very valuable, and I think that's the sort of thing that that existentialism, uh, existentialism at at, at certain levels. Mm. Um, adheres to um it's very easy to and we certainly said oh yeah we, we've seen the, the bright side of existentialism in the previous episodes but now we're looking at the dark side you i mean it's a cliche but you can't have you can't have the light without the dark in a way uh, and the dark side i don't think the exist you know the existentialists weren't encouraging people to like having so they weren't encouraging encouraging us to commit suicide or to be miserable hmm. they're saying these are the options you've got the options are to, to commit suicide and be miserable or to grasp existence as you find it hmm. Uh, and not to be afraid of of the immediacy of existence, mm. um, because uh, other, you know, otherwise you just you, you just miss out on 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 being there mm. and actually being in the world, and and, and that could be enough, uh, and that and you know and that should be enough. Um.